No Man's Sky released a new update that many people love and will also mean that I'll probably never play it again. Plus, Xbox is looking into a new advertisement delivery service. Tonight is April 17th, 2022, and the Bobby Blackwell Show featuring your calls and chat comments is up next. So, so not, you would say uh, even if... Okay, I'll let you go. You talk. Wow, what what happened to your voice? Thank you, Skype. So video games, that's what the show is about. This is that one, Aki Ripper from uh, Sweden. And what's with all the Halo hate, Bob? You've been hating on Halo a lot lately. I, I just don't like shooters. I'm not saying it's a bad game, I just don't like it. Billy O'Kay says he can't be seen in public playing games that aren't hardcore, what would people say? And what up, G and Chad is once again talking about wrestling. That's why it's it's not because they hate the fans. It's more because they have to start from scratch. Uh, hogwash. Later. From a little room in Atlanta, Georgia, Bobby Blackwolf. Who needs to type anyway? That's what we're talking about in chat. Typing is overrated. Now it's all emojis or voice to text. When you're trying to text someone back and then it does it wrong and you're like, whatever, I'm just going to send the text message to everybody. Hello, everybody, and welcome to a uh, an overrated typing edition, I guess, of the Bobby Blackwell Show where we discuss the current news affecting the video game industry uh, as well as sometimes reminiscing about gaming's history. My name is Bobby Blackwell. If you're joining us live here on the Voice of Geeks Network Twitch channel, thank you so much. And uh, we have a hype train going on, I believe. I think I saw that come through. Uh, yes, we have a hype train. Basically, a hype train is... Uh, you, you get special emotes. Speaking of typing being overrated, you get special emotes if you contribute during the hype train. I think we got like three minutes left or something to get as many subs and bits. Not required, uh, but very much appreciated. And it does help us because uh, I just I did all the taxes last month for Voice of Geeks Network. So it does help a lot. Uh, so thank you so much for that. But we do tape the show live each and every Sunday night, 8 p.m. Eastern, 5 p.m. Pacific, over at the Voice Geeks Network Twitch channel, twitch.tv slash vognetwork. Uh, that is where I'm going to be trying to read intelligent comments from throughout the night from chat. Uh, but if you can't be here live on Sunday nights, I completely understand. Uh, we do have a Discord server, vognetwork.com slash Discord. That is where I pull uh, topics and stuff from throughout the week, as well as previous comments from previous episodes. So if you still want to contribute without being able to, if you even if you can't be here live on Sunday nights, I completely understand. Uh, that's where you can go. And, uh, you know, today, if you do celebrate Easter, I hope you had a happy Easter today. Uh, for for uh, those who don't celebrate Easter, I hope you had a wonderful weekend. So uh, thank you so much for that. Uh, we do actually have an update that came in through the Discord on a story that we had last week. So uh, the, this was uh, came from Dark Tetsuya, and we had talked about the PlayStation 1 games being uh being deactivated and and expiring uh and people were saying oh this is sinister this is because you know chrono cross the radical dreamers edition came out so the ps1 version of uh of of um of of chrono cross that you could have gotten on your playstation 3 or vita uh it expired so you couldn't play it anymore even if you had bought it which you had to have bought it uh in order to play it uh you couldn't play it anymore on your ps3 or vita and i had mentioned that this was a uh, this this was a, a bug. It was not intentional, and I explained what the Unix epic was, E P O C H, uh, and talked about the year twenty thirty eight. What's going to happen then? That was a little tangent, side tangent. We went on, uh, but I said what probably happened is somebody put in a number in a field in a database when it should have been a blank field. And by putting in that number zero, everybody's copy expired on January first, nineteen seventy. So. Dark to see it did post a tweet 
from somebody uh, uh, from Foos TV who said that it has been rectified. Uh, they took that field in the expiration date. They blanked it out, which meant that the game no longer expired. You can re-download it. You can play it. Uh, you might have to like re-download it or relaunch it while connected to the network uh, to be able to, tr- to, to reset that expiration date. Uh, so you do have to have an internet connection to be able to get it back. But if you didn't have your PS3 hooked up to the internet, it never would have expired in the first place. So... Uh, that is, uh, my, my hunch seems to be correct. Sony obviously has not commented on this. They're not going to comment on this, but my hunch seems to be correct that it was, uh, an errant zero being placed where it shouldn't in a database, which is, which can happen. Um, I, I have broken production databases before in my over 20 years of software development, uh, it happens to everybody, and the person who does it feels horrible. I promise you, um, good managers will not fire for that. They will just fix it and say, all right, you learned a valuable lesson. Now you're never going to do it again, so you're more valuable to me. Uh, but it it's happens to anybody that works in database uh, management. They have always done something in the production database that they shouldn't have done. Uh, and and it's not out of malice, uh, and it's not out of incompetence. It's about it, it just happens. Things just happen. Um, you can probably look at you know your life and have you ever dropped something by accident and broken it, like maybe your phone or like a glass or a dish or something. Were you doing it out of malice? No. Are you unable to walk and hold something at the same time? No, you're not unable to do that. You're absolutely able to do that. Things just happen. So that's all this was. I'm glad that's all this was. There's nothing more sinister about it. Uh, And uh, whoever wound up doing that um, has learned a valuable lesson and is going to be a much more valuable employee to whoever employs him. I don't know if Sony contracts out their database administration or if they have it in-house, but he's because that employee, him or her, is never going to do it again. And that's awesome. Dark Tessia says, I was hoping the gaming blogs would have picked it up so I could forward it to OLR, but all I found was a tweet. Well, um, they're not going to pick it up because uh, it, it doesn't have clicks. There's no rage clicks in it. They're, only gonna, they're not going to post the resolution. They're going to post the problem, get everybody all riled up, and then they're going to move on. There's no point in posting about the rev- uh, resolution, which is why we here on uh, Vogue will tell you about the resolution. Most places won't do that. Questbuster says, valuable lesson learned. We won't do that again, right? Okay, back to the pile of problems that no one else needs to know about. Yes. Paleonimea says, smells like a Russian cyber attack to me, and he puts a winky face, so it's obviously sarcastic. No, they, they would do more than just expire old PlayStation 1 games. Tireclaw says, sometimes those same articles would add an update. Sometimes they would. But... If they've already gotten their clicks, and this is the sad part, and even Rob Roberts says it's a sad fact about most journalism, online journalism, not just games journalism, but anything that's blog-like, after a few days, it's old news, and you don't mess with it. You need to chase the next controversy that can get you clicks. As Sharon Armand says, you'll never guess what evil Sony employee did to your favorite game. Click to find out. Yes. And, and and now that Sony has fixed it, you're not going to hear that much about it because Chrono Cross is old news. 
we're on to new things now, like what Microsoft's about to be doing or what they're looking into doing. That's the thing that you got to realize about this coming story is that uh, Microsoft is looking into doing something. And everybody's going to flip out and say this is the end of the world and end of gaming. And and it might be, uh, but it also might not be. And um, I'm going to assume some noble intent here, at least from the beginning. Uh, Usually when you get more people involved, that's when the nobility goes away. Uh, But in this early stage, I'm going to talk about noble intent on this. And uh, it's about uh, advertising to you while you're playing video games, because that's totally what we want, right? totally absolutely everything that we want is more ads thrown in our face it's not i get it ign reports that microsoft is reportedly looking into letting advertisers insert ads into free to play xbox games this program is reportedly going to launch by the third quarter of this year according to business insider in a paywalled article those ads could show up as rendered billboards in a racing game However, it wasn't able to be confirmed whether these advertisements would be extend to avatar skins or video ads. Um, and so, so where people are getting worried about this is, uh, I believe, like, we see this in sports games sometimes. And I think it was the NBA games, which I don't play the NBA games, uh, the, like the 2K, NBA 2K games. Not because I think they're bad games. It's just I'm not as interested in, the, in, in professional basketball. Uh, unless Trey Young is doing something awesome uh, in at the, at the end after the season's over, uh, that's the only time I ever watch the NBA. Uh, so, what they did is when you would load a game, you would get a video ad, and I don't like that. I, I don't like the idea of that, and also NBA Two K whatever was a was a full price game, and you were getting served video ads, and that's not what th- that's not what the intent of this is, according to this article. Okay. And SJ Word of Math says, we don't talk, talk about Trey Young in New York. Why not? He puts on a great performance in Madison Square Garden. Why, why would you not? Why? why? Trey Young, he, he took a bow after a masterful performance on Broadway. Isn't that what you're supposed to do, Matt? There's my sports talk for the night. You're welcome. Uh, interestingly, Microsoft reportedly does not intend to take a cut of the advertising revenues and more interested in building out Xbox's advertising network, as it is said to be trying to identify which companies and ad agencies to work with. Instead, the revenue from the ads will be shared between the game developer and the respective ad company. Uh, so this is more Xbox is trying to make it uh, make an easy way for game developers who are making free-to-play games for the Xbox service or maybe doing stuff uh, that are um, that are on Game Pass, getting some more revenue to the game developers without having you, the consumer, be forced to pay $70 for it. Microsoft reportedly wants to provide game developers the opportunity to make more money from their free-to-play games. It has been trying to build out Xbox's in-game ad network since between 2018 to 2019, but plans accelerated in 2020 due to the release of the Xbox Series S and X. Microsoft reportedly also has some concerns about the potential backlash this initiative from consumers could look like as console players aren't accustomed to seeing in-game ads unlike mobile players. For example, EA placed in-game ads for UFC 4, but you removed them after fan outcry. And that's actually what I was thinking of. I, you know, forgot that that was later in the article. I think UFC 4 is the one that put, like, a 30-second video commercial before your fight. And it would download it from the internet. And, and they, that, I think that was the game that I was thinking of. 
And uh, Questbuster even just uh, brought that up. So, yeah, so it wasn't the NBA 2K games. Uh, I apologize for slandering them uh, in that sense. It was uh, it was UFC 4. And uh, apparently Street Fighter 5 also did, according to Mike Deft. He thinks. We're thinking a lot. That's what happens when we have a live chat room, and, and we're thinking off the top of our head. The company is also worried about securing its customers' data and keeping it out of other companies' hands. As such, Microsoft reportedly has no immediate plans to let advertisers use its data collected from Bing and other sites and software in order to target Xbox players. Last week tonight was John Oliver did an amazing segment last Sunday, and it's up on YouTube, about... Uh, all the ad trackers that that you you are exposed to when on the web, uh, it's 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 scary. Even if you have nothing to hide, it's pretty scary. A Microsoft spokesperson said a comment to Business Insider: "Quote: We are always looking for ways to improve the experience for players and developers, but we don't have anything further to share." Unquote. And advertisements are currently limited to places such as the Xbox dashboard, which is like in in a couple like little boxes, and you know where they are. Uh, in-game ads aren't necessarily a new concept. Former President Barack Obama hosted in-game ads on EA games such as Burnout Paradise, Madden 09, and Skate when he was campaigning to be the next Commander-in-Chief back in 2008. Um, So I am... uh, I like the idea because I come from a a software development background and stuff like that. So I like the idea of in a game where it makes sense to have, like, if you're in a place that has billboards um, or, or, you know, a place that, that where ads typically would be on the side of the road, not in your face, not interrupting your gameplay, I am actually, like, think it's kind of cool that you that maybe you could get real ads in there, quote-unquote, because I'm not going to look at them anyway. But... I possibly might see them, which is what is the value for the advertisers. They think you might see them, and so that is the potential, uh, the the earnings potential that they could get, even though I know I probably won't. Um, But there are a lot of games where this would absolutely make sense in the world, uh, and and it would be something that's more in the background, especially if it's coming from a content delivery network. where it'd be in the background and not actually part of the story. Um, you know, Final Fantasy XV uh, has Cup Noodle sponsorship. It's, it's an actual brand. And then, uh, and I was thinking about this earlier, and I was going to look it up, and I didn't. But the camping equipment that they use in Final Fantasy XV when you go to a rest area, that's an actual brand that you can go out and buy. It's a very popular brand, and I forget what the brand is, but they, they very clearly show the logo and stuff like that. Uh, and Fistream even says Cup Noodle happened. Yeah, Cup Noodle's actually in the story. It's a side quest in Final Fantasy XV. And this would not be much different. Uh, this would be a lot different than that, whereas it's in the background. It's not part of the story. And hopefully they don't interrupt your gameplay to do it. And the initial things that I'm seeing from Microsoft here is that it wouldn't be something that interrupts the gameplay, but it'd be like for billboards in the background. Or in... Uh, it, maybe on, on you know you can wear it as a, as a skin or have have clothing and stuff like that. And uh, Dark Tosia says the camping thing made me think of it randomly, but Death Stranding had ads for Norman Reedus' show IRL Ride with Norman Reedus, uh, so that was in there. Uh, and, and people are talking about like Flop from Progressive Skins and Podcoach says NASCAR games it would be perfect for. And I'm going to show you something. 
because this was kind of interesting. This was kind of neat. Uh, so um, I know that we give a lot of gruff to sports games, uh, but I'm going to show you FIFA 22. And uh, I, I've been playing FIFA 22, not the, the ultimate team, but I, I play it with, uh, you know, just create a player and, and stuff, single player, all that stuff. So I don't I don't deal with the ultimate team stuff or anything. But it's real interesting because FIFA Ultimate Team or FIFA, not Ultimate Team, FIFA 22 has uh, relationships and they, they license certain tournaments from around the world. And a lot of these FIFA tournaments are have their own set of sponsors. So if you watch, let's say, the World Cup, you're going to see the exact same sponsor scrolling around on the back of the board, on, on the round the pitch, uh, which is the field. They call it the pitch in, in, in European, in, in world football. It's called the pitch. It's called the field here in America. Um, but one of these is the UEFA Champions League, which is essentially like the biggest league uh, competition in Europe. And it's all the best clubs from all the countries in Europe. And you can play it on the Xbox. And they actually bring in all the real ads that are the ads that would show during the UEFA Champions League. And so if you are playing in the UEFA Champions League on FIFA 22 uh, anywhere, you are playing, uh, you get all the same ads, which is great because the title sponsor of the UEFA Champions League is PlayStation. So I am sitting here on an Xbox Series X playing a game that literally has PlayStation branding all over it. And I mean, MLB The Show 22 has PlayStation branding as well. And I know that's on Xbox, but this is an EA game. And it's uh, you, you basically all the all the graphics and everything. And I'm going to fast forward to a place. I'm, I'm playing a video here where it actually will then show the PlayStation logo again. And it's like all over the score bug and everything like that. But where I can see this type of ad network happening, so you can see the PlayStation there at the bottom, uh, is there are LED boards, and this is all in soccer, like even in, in regular soccer if you're watching it, there are LED boards around the back of the pitch or the field and the front, the sides up until the goalpost. And those ads are... In FIFA, real ads for whatever tournament you're playing in, but why not sell those to other place uh, to other companies when you're not playing in a branded tournament like the Champions League? And that's where I think that something like this, where the game developers can get a little bit more money without fleecing me for the money, because you know what, when I'm playing, I'm not looking at the Gazprom ads that are going around the side of the, of, of the pitch, but I might see them and there's potential. So that's where the, that's the type of thing I am actually okay with. And if that means that they're not fleecing me as much for money, then I'm okay with it because this does not, even though there was a MasterCard uh, ad in the back, that doesn't hamper my enjoyment of the game. Uh, and it's not, distracting me because that's just what soccer is and so like billboards in a sports game if you're like you know forza horizon they've got billboards around forza horizon maybe uh you know some of those could be rotating ads that you get from the internet i am fine with that now it you it could be said that they're they're you know, later on in later iteration could then say, oh, now we're going to serve a video ad and the game's going to stop and your character's going to look at a video billboard for 30 seconds. I hope we don't get to that point.
Um, and so, yeah, uh, Mike Defian says in sports games, it makes sense. I'd even say in, in modern open world games. So like a Grand Theft Auto, I think it would make sense, even though the, one of the charms of Grand Theft Auto was all the parody billboards. But a game like Grand Theft Auto, maybe, you know, like a Crackdown or something, uh, but, or, uh, you know, Forza Horizon, it would make sense as well. Uh, but, but any of these like open modern day open world games, I think it would, uh, I, I think it's fine. Because if that means that they can make more money and not fleece me, that would be great. However, we all know what's going to happen is uh, they're going to do that and still fleece me for money. So we just know it's, it's a way to make even more money. So kudos to Xbox for looking into this. And also, because I know Microsoft has done things in the past and gotten a lot of backlash, hearing that they are trying to mitigate that backlash now, uh, that gives me a little bit of hope that the Microsoft of today will not make the same mistakes that Microsoft's of 10 years ago made under the previous management of Xbox, uh, where they will actually think about this. Whereas 10 years ago, Xbox would th- see things in there and we'd all be like, how did they not see this coming, all this backlash coming? Why, how did they not see it coming? It was so obvious. Well, now they're looking into it. So I am cautiously optimistic and I hope that it stays in places where it makes sense. And if they say it's only going to be in free-to-play titles, uh, then, you know, hopefully that means in, you know, in your $70 game, maybe this won't be a thing. But Forza Horizon 5 is also a $70 game, and I can see this as being on the billboards in that. And and so uh, it, it's this is a very early report from Business Insider. The original article was paywalled, so I had to go through it to a second source uh, for it. But uh, if they're just looking into it now, and it may come out in the third quarter, uh, and we'll keep an eye on it and see what it's like. But I'm not, I'm not as doom and gloom as many other people are. Fifth Dream says, Bobby just put it out in the universe. Blame him when it happens. Okay, well, you can, you can blame me, I guess. E3BL says, non-skippable replays. I hope not. Um, there, FIFA has every replay skippable, at least. And all the sports games I've played now have them. So, I'm not worried about that. Questbuster says maybe Microsoft might be able to find that balance between obnoxious and subtle. And I, you know, like the Xbox dashboard, the the ads are not in in your face; they're in a little box. And yes, that box is on the first screen you see, but it's just one box. Um, they don't force you to watch unrelated ads before doing anything in the Xbox dashboard. Yet the ads are still there. So, unfortunately, we're in a society where, yes, we're going to be advertised to. As much as you don't want to be advertised to, it's going to happen. You had to watch. If you weren't subscribed to this Twitch channel, you had to see an ad. Uh, We get, like, one cent out of it. But you had to watch an ad when you came to this Twitch channel. Uh, We don't have ads in the podcast. I know I used to run some ads uh, and do, like, uh, affiliate deals, and I don't do that anymore. Like, I think, like, three people got Audible in the entire two years that I ran audible ads on the podcast, but uh, you're, you're going to be advertised to, and it's just, you, you need to hope that the people who are trying to advertise to you are doing so in as ethically as they can. Uh, and understanding that not being advertised to is not going to happen. As Sharon Matt says, yeah, it's not the end of the world. If it gets bad, then that will kill the game's reviews. So it would behoove them to make it subtle and unintrusive. 
like the ads in in the sports game. You know, uh, the the I was just showing FIFA. Like those are unobtrusive, and in fact, they're actually part of the real experience that they're trying to emulate. A game that does not have real world ads because it does not play in the real world is uh, No Man's Sky. And uh, it got yet another update. I thought maybe the last one was going to be the last one because it was the 16th update or something like that. And so I'm like, okay, well, we're, we're done. We're done. Uh, but they have added a brand new update. It's the Outlaws update, and it's because now we have No Man's Sky of Thieves is essentially what this is. So Polygon reports that No Man's Sky adventurers can get into the grim and gritty side of space travel with Wednesday's free update, Outlaws. Outlaws forces the criminal underworld of No Man's Sky, uh, focuses on the uh, criminal underworld of No Man's Sky, which has so far been window dressing for the space exploration game. While players can already hunt down rogue pirates, shoot up ships for loop, and sail with cargo, Outlaws gives us the tools we need to forge our own galactic crime syndicates. Uh, Outlaws updates space combat and introduces the first new ship class to the game in more than two years, the Solar Sail Ship. Players will be allowed to recruit and hire their own squadrons of ringmen. No Man's Sky players have had settlements full of NPCs as well as kindly characters to run frigates for us, but now we will be able to bring our friends into combat to give us a hand. Players will also be able to smuggle illegal goods, which comes with a risk due to those pesky space authorities. Luckily, captains can now forge passports and evade cargo scans. This should make the humdrum process of heading to a port or warping around the galaxy a lot more interesting. After all, if you do the crime, the Sentinels will show up and expect you to do the time or fall to their space lasers. Certain space stations are in outlaw systems, which fall into conflict in their rough and rowdy places. It's easier for players to rob other ships and get into scraps in outlaw systems. Players will also have to protect their own people, as enemy pirate ships can also raid their settlements. Those who dig into the underworld can find pirate missions, black market technology and goods, and lots and lots of profit. There are some nice quality life updates uh, coming with outlaws as well, such as an auto-follow mode for space combat, and an increase in the number of ships that a player may own from six to nine. Monkey 11 asks, can you fly in the same ships as your friends yet? No. Uh, and uh, Questbuster says the new sound effects uh, for space combat are nice. So I have not actually played it yet. Uh, but uh, so, uh, but I have watched uh, OLR's very own Rob Roberts stream it a couple nights. And uh, what it has proven to me is that, uh, at least right now, and even though, like I said this at the very beginning and everybody in chat's like, Bobby, 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 calm down. Uh, I am not jumping for joy and about ready to come back into No Man's Sky. Um, so what they did is they turned my nice, relaxing space exploration game uh, where I can just go and discover new areas into a constant battle. And they've they've even made ship combat a little bit more difficult. They've added shields and, and you know all this stuff. And I'm not a fan of that stuff. And I've never done PvP. That's also actually why I've never pay, played Sea of Thieves is because it has enforced PvP. Uh, you have to have PvP because you're on public servers and somebody else can come in and you know in the middle of your game and take all your stuff and. Why bother? Like, that's that's not fun for me. It's fun for a lot of other people, which is why I'm glad it exists for them. But it's not fun for me. And even though I know you can turn off multiplayer in No Man's Sky, the AI, the NPCs, uh, they come after you. And they come after you a whole lot more right now. Um, 
And uh, Questbuster even says the Pirates can be really aggressive. And uh, the Gamer reports that while Pirates are a welcome addition to the game, players have been complaining about getting raided far too often. According to a Reddit user, uh, Space Race Dude, uh, quote, I was just at home in my castle minding my own business, and I was attacked by pirates six times in ten minutes, unquote. Um, they described being barraged constantly and not be even being able to wander planets without needing the starship by your side at any given time. Um Another user uh, posted a video showing how the pirates could come out of basically nowhere, forcing players to jump into their ships and fight their way to safety at the drop of a hat. Uh, there's, uh, they said, quote, I'm playing on permadeath and seeing this making me nervous to load up my game. Um, so, unquote. So, uh, while the update has caused a bit of confusion, the No Man's Sky community has been showing a remarkable amount of patience. They say, quote, I can hardly play right now because it's just endless attacks from Sentinels and Pirates. It's a bit of a shame because I have the time right now and won't for the rest of the week, but that's okay. I know Hello Games is doing an, an amazing job, unquote. Uh, a popular personality in the No Man's Sky community, uh, Zane, posted a video to YouTube about an upcoming patch that will apparently be fixing an issue that caused pirates to attack planetary buildings far too frequently. Uh, Zane went on to describe how this was an annoying a lot, a whole lot of folk. Uh, when the patch is released, players will be able to rest easy knowing that even simple building won't be constantly interrupted all the time. Um, so I, I have heard that the way it's supposed to work is that No Man's Sky wanted, or what Hello Games wanted to do, and from reading some other things, what their intention was was to copy something uh, that, or you know, borrow something from Eve Online. And Rob Roberts wants to point out the influencer was relaying info from the official website. Well, thank you, The Gamer, for relying on influencers instead of official websites. So I apologize for not being able to dig deeper in that. But uh, they're trying to borrow something from EVE Online, and that's the uh, like null-sec ver- you know, versus high-sec systems, where in high-security systems, you can't get screwed with a lot. But you're not going to do—you're not going to get as much money. You're not going to be able to do as much in a high-sec system— than you are in a low-sec or a null-sec system. Uh, and so what they're trying to do is you can get a conflict scanner, and you've been able to get a conflict, conflict scanner in No Man's Sky for a while, uh, but you want to get in the conflict scanner, it will say low-conflict, high-conflict, stuff like that. And in a high-conflict system, you're supposed to get uh, more pirate attacks. Theoretically, in low-conflict systems, you're not supposed to see pirates. They're not supposed to be there. Right now, they are. So now I've got to wonder, like, if where, where I built my base in my main game, what conflict system is that? Because I don't know. I don't know where I built it. It was a pretty planet. Um, so uh, that's what I'm, you know, hoping that, like, may, hopefully, like, my main game's not going to be a pirate raid. Um, so there was, uh, an, ex- uh, a patch added to the experimental branch on the 13th of April. So this is a, a couple days ago. And, uh, yeah, so th- th- there's, uh, there's patch notes on steam, uh, for the experimental ba- branch, which is basically their test branch. And they're going to put the t- changes there, let people play them, and then they're going to send them out to the main game. Uh, and one of they say that, uh, pirates will no longer attack players that are underground, underwater, or in their own base. 
Uh, they will no longer attack planets in low conflict systems. So there's your your high high sec null sec type things, um, and uh, fix an issue that caused pirates to deal too much damage when shooting at the player on the ground. Uh, and yeah, so uh, th- there were there were a couple things in here that are about about the pirates thing, but them making the universe more dangerous does not make me want to play it as much. Um, and I, and I understand they're patching out like the, the hard stuff, the hard parts and the, 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 they're patching it out in the hot and low conflict systems. But when I was watching Rob stream, it was just, it didn't look fun to me. It looked annoying, uh, especially because pirates will attack you. And this is where Rob ran into, and I would do the exact same thing as what he did. Pirates will attack uh, during with, with a freighter nearby. Well, uh, they get really close to the freighter. So if you hit them, or if you aim at them and you miss them and you hit the freighter behind them, well, that gets the Sentinels on you. And now the Sentinels chase you off planet, by the way. And then he went into the space station and then came back out and the Sentinels were just outside the space station waiting for him. So uh, ZenMonkey11 says uh, they're going to have to change the name from No Man's Sky to No Man Can Hide. Uh, and I mean, I, I get that a lot of people are loving this. A lot of people think that this is great because uh, now there's an element of danger. And I didn't play No Man's Sky for the element of danger. That's not why I played it. Uh, I think it would be great as an option. Uh, you know, a dangerous game. You know, kind of like how they have permadeath as a mode. Uh, make, you know, make a more conflict-heavy mode. But I would like to have my chill exploration mode that's not creative. Like, I don't need a creative mode. I don't need to go that far. But not having to worry about, am I going to get jumped everywhere I go? It, you know, which is the way No Man's Sky has been for years. Uh, and that's why I'm I'm pretty much saying yeah maybe I'm not maybe I'm not cut out for No Man's Sky anymore maybe it has evolved past me. Tireclaw says so. What you want is a more controlled environment. Seems like some players are taking the role playing of pirates too seriously. These pirates are NPCs. This is a new patch that's bringing in new NPCs. So what they have done in this patch, I, I have multiplayer turned off. It's not the other players. I don't you know I don't care about the other players, but it's these NPC pirates that are coming in and they're more dangerous and there are no difficulty settings in no man's sky, which has not really been a problem for me in the past. Uh, but they can come in and they can completely wreck you, which is not something that's been something that would happen for the past couple of years. And now all of a sudden, uh, you know, I can get, get totally wrecked just by going and exploring the way that I've been exploring for the past couple of years. And Fifth Dream says you can pirate, but on the player side, it's mostly struggling, uh, smuggling inventory items. And that is one of the things, like I want to say, is that it's great that Hello Games allows us to turn off the multiplayer so we don't actually see those other people. So especially when you're doing an expedition, that's great because uh, there's a lot of chatter that goes on. Um, so it's and, and, and Tiger Hall says, oh, oh, misread that. So they're going to have to tone down the AI and they're toning down the AI. That's what's in this experimental branch that's going to be hopefully making its way to the main public branch of uh, of the game soon probably in the next week uh but still it's like now i'm not as enthused about having to deal with it 
Zenmonkey11 says, can I smuggle spice in No Man's Sky? Only if you walk without rhythm. And that way it won't attract the worm. Questbuster says you can pick up illegal goods from blasting other pirates or even from pirate-run stations and trade them at legal stations. Uh, so so there, there's that. Uh, the other, there is one other person who is, is very, very upset at, at No Man's Sky, the, this fictional person. Uh, the lady from The Incredibles is very upset because they added capes to the game. So now you can have this nice flowing cape, you can customize the colors, and you can have a cape on your character in No Man's Sky. And uh, the lady from The Incredibles is very, very upset about this. Uh, she has, she, she she has lodged a formal complaint with Hello Games, and uh, and 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 uh, you know, F's in the chat because Edna will will not be playing No Man's Sky ever again. Paleonimea says a nice patch would allow for a large player posse to go after pirates. I'm damn sure that's probably what they're what they're going for. They're probably taking a lot a look at like Eve Online and how that works uh, with their NPCs. Uh, and, and that is something that maybe is a place they would want to go. But I, I, I liked when No Man's Sky was an exploration game and not necessarily trying to capture the Sea of Thieves vibe. So uh, we are going to take a quick music break. And then uh, if you want to call in and talk about anything going on in the gaming industry, I didn't talk about everything going on. Uh, I just picked some things that I wanted to talk about this week. Uh, go on over to our Discord server, vognetwork.com slash Discord. Go into the Green Room voice chat channel, and we can talk about uh, anything going on in the gaming industry or our, our games that you're playing or anything like that. We can talk about any of that. You're participating with the Bobby Blackwell Show here in the Voice of Geeks Network at twitch.tv slash vognetwork. It's me, Mario. Not really. Obi-Wan Jabroni instead. You're listening to the Bobby Blackwolf Show on Vognetwork.com. Sorry for the terrible impression, by the way, Charles Martinet. I tried. I tried. But you know what, Obi-Wan Jabroni? You did better than Chris Pratt. I guess that that's where we'll leave that. If you want to leave a bumper, you do not need to do an impression of uh, not Chris Pratt. All you got to do is uh, contact me and uh, give me some audio of just your voice or video of just you. I will choose what DMCA violation to put behind it uh, and, uh, and, and saying welcoming, coming, welcoming people back to the Bobby Blackwell Show, however you want to do it. So I'm, because I've been playing the same ones for, for many, many, many years. Uh, so uh, I, this is the part of the show where I turn it kind of over to what people are wanting to talk about in the chat room or in the Discord server. Right now we do have nobody sitting in the green room, which is totally fine. Um, not everybody wants to talk as much, which is which is fine. Um, so yeah, uh, Tiger Claw says it's to be expected. We were talking about uh, the the you know inspiration using Eve Online as an inspiration for what No Man's Sky is doing. It's to be expected. Games copying ideas from other games. That's that's all art. Uh, some somebody somebody out there uh, said uh, good artists copy great great artists steal. Uh, and, and that, that's pretty much what, what a lot of art is. A lot of things take inspiration from other, other medium that came before it. Uh, you know, Star Wars is just Akira Kurosawa retold as a space fantasy instead of, of a Japanese, uh, fantasy. Um, you know, we, we have this a lot. 
And uh, S. Jordan says, kind of a slower week. Later this week's is PAX East is happening, so there might be some news out of that. I'm not, I'm not going to expect too much news out of it, uh, but you know, you're going to probably see some uh, impressions of newer indie games, especially. Uh, but I do know several people are going up to PAX East. It's going to be their first time going back out in the past two years, which is uh, which is uh, you know, which is great to see. Uh, PAX East in 2020, I remember, happened early. It happened like in early March. And so we were actually talking about here on this show. Uh, and and don't go back and listen to it because uh, Bobby Blackwolf was wrong a lot on this about because a lot of companies were pulling out of PAX East. And I'm like, literally nobody has this coronavirus thing in Boston. One person had it. And I'm like, that one person is the most powerful person in all the entire city of Boston that all these companies are, are pulling out because one person has the, has the coronavirus. And, you know, I had thought that our response would be more successful like it was 10 years earlier. Uh, and I was wrong. I was completely wrong about that. So I apologize for that. Uh, I, th- I thought we were a little better prepared than we actually were uh, because I don't pay attention to, to like our pandemic response team and stuff like that. So, but PAX East was one of the last game, huge gaming events to happen in 2020. Cause it was in early March, uh, right before everything shut down. And so, uh, I know people were already kind of on edge. Um, and from what I understand, everybody at PAX East in 2020 was just fine afterwards. Uh, things really didn't get really, really bad until later. Uh, so, you know, I, I'm glad that people had that last little bit. Um, and, uh, S. Jordan Matt says, uh, age like a fine prison wine. Yes. Uh, age like milk is what I usually also say. Uh, but Paxi's probably won't be a super spreader at this rate. Like most other cons fest shows. Uh, yeah. most places have not been an official super spreader event that have d- done it. Uh, I do know that game developer conference, there's a lot of people that are, were exposed and and I'll, I'll go ahead and give this. Uh, if you're if you are going to PAX East, I hope you have a wonderful time. Um, but you are going to be exposed. Period. You're you're going to be exposed to COVID. Period. There's no ifs. There's no there. There's no possibly. You're somebody's going to be there with it. Period. And you've got to le- uh, assess your level of risk and your level of uh, precautions that you have made for yourself. And that lowers your chance of getting infected by it. But you're going to be exposed. And you're going to be waiting a very, very, very long time before you can safely go to a large event and be guaranteed that you're not going to be exposed to it. Unfortunately, the time of eradicating it was in the past. That's not going to happen anymore. It's... Politically, it can't happen anymore. Sociologically, it cannot happen anymore. We're we're past that point. Um, it is what it is. I wish that wasn't the case. It is what it is. So, uh, you know, if you're doing everything you can, uh, then you know, and and if you are are, are comfortable with that, and knowing that you are going to be exposed uh, at some point, you just don't know where, and you don't know when. Uh, I hope you have a wonderful time because I have been I've gone to several events. I've been to Dragon Con and I was directly exposed uh, talking to somebody at very close proximity for long amounts of time 
with somebody who wound up having it. And, uh, and, and thankfully, we all, because of the precautions, none of the rest of us actually even tested positive afterwards. Um, but I know at GDC, a couple outbreaks happened at areas outside of GDC uh, by people who knowingly went. They, they tested positive, and they're like, I'm going to go to the party anyway. And they went. Um, so there's, there's a lot of people still kind of on edge about that. So as long as you realize it's, it's going to happen, you're going to be exposed. And, you know, how much do you trust your precautions that you have taken? Uh, that's, it's, it's really a risk versus reward thing. And sometimes the reward of going to PAX East is, is higher than the risk. Uh, sometimes the risk to, you know, especially if you're immunocompromised, uh, the risk might outweigh the rewards, so you're not going to go. And both of those viewpoints are totally valid. And you've got to do what's best for you and your family and the people that you are around. And uh, and Podculture says, I took precautions at, at Christmas and went out for the first time and still came home uh, with it at New Year's. And I, uh, I, I'm... I'm hoping you are feeling better, and I'm hoping that you are still feeling better and not feeling long-lasting effects, even though I know long-lasting effects. That's actually the part I'm personally scared of is the long-lasting effects because I'd survive it, but what will my life be like after I survive it? And that's the, that's the unknown for me. That, that's my personal unknown. As Sharon Amat says, uh, you'll be taking a risk going, but what you do afterwards is important. Stay home and get tested multiple times. Uh, and Johnny Wufi says, I have combo breaker next month. So excited to go again. I hope you have a lot of fun. I hope you break some combos and I hope you have a lot of fun. I hope you get to see people that you haven't seen in a while. I I really genuinely do hope you have a lot of fun coming up next here on the voice of geeks network at twitch.tv slash vlog network is orange lounge radio. It's three people out in Sacramento, California. They talk about games for much, much longer than I do, and we like to check in with them to see what they're going to be talking about tonight. Uh, and, and I'm going to, I'm going to, I, I can't wait to talk a little bit more about No Man's Sky here with Rob because he's actually played it. I, I, I'm, I've been too scared. I've watched Rob stream, and I'm like, you know what? Maybe, maybe I'm not going to play it. But Sacramento, are you there? Yes, I am here, Bobby. How are you? I, I am doing well. So uh, hopefully, no pirates will attack during this call. Hopefully not. Hopefully they've calmed down a little bit. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so you've been playing the, the new expansion or the, the new uh, expedition, part of the expansion. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. What are your thoughts on it? Since I've been kind of talking on your behalf, I want to hear it straight from you. What are your thoughts? Um, I think a lot of the reads you had about the increased pirate frequency is a little bit annoying for those of us that do like to play the game a little more passively. Um, It has forced me to learn about some of the ways that you can sort of hide and run. Like, I've never bothered to build the cloaking device before, but I found that that came in very helpful when I was engaging Sentinels on a planet trying to get the Gravitino Balls for one of the uh, rewards. I'm hoping that some of what you're seeing, too, is just part of the expedition, that it's just because the expedition is pirate themed and so forth that you know some of the encounters especially uh the amount of of forget battles you're doing when you warp into new uh universes and things maybe is tuned up a little bit for that particular expedition um i think it's hard to say until i go back and play the main game but i don't know if i to be honest i don't know if i will once the expedition's over nothing against no man's sky it's just there's so many other games kind of you know burning a hole right now that i I, i'm actually putting no man's or excuse me i'm actually putting something like final fantasy 14 that just had a patch recently out on hold so i can play no man's sky during this twitch drop campaign yeah but um i i don't regret that 
Yeah, it's, uh, I mean, and, you know, Yakuza Like a Dragon doesn't have pirate battles. I just, you know, wanted to kind of point that out there. <laughs> so noted. Yes. Um, yeah, no, from what I've heard from people is that it is, like, they, they are uh, people in their regular game, like, their bases that they've had, like, they're getting pirate attacks on their bases multiple times. So it is something that is happening elsewhere uh, in other games. So hopefully they'll fix it. Yeah. Sorry, I, I saw the comments in chat about my audio, so I just made a little adjustment, hoping that'll fix whatever yep. problems you're having. It, it, it's not. It's just picking up. It was just picking up all your background stuff. So I had my finger on the dial and was turning it down. It was picking up your fan noise, but now it's not. So yeah, it's all good. No, for some reason the gain had gotten turned all the way up, and I wasn't looking. Sorry about that. It, it's it's okay. Live live radio video whatever. Boys and girls? I don't know. Yeah. So uh, I'm going to wait and see what the patch is like before jumping in. I have not jumped in on the expedition. I'm just watching for the Twitch drops, but I'm like, I'm sitting here going, I'm not sure. I'm not sure. Well, I I will say this for sure. The Twitch drops definitely give you a leg up on the expeditions if you, you know, you haven't gotten any yet, especially like you Mm -hmm. having those A-class ships that you get for watching three hours, which I know is a long time, but hello, you just leave it on in the background, right? Yeah. Um, And uh, having those ships really does come in handy. The minute you can get that space anomaly, you know, getting that, getting the A-class multi-tools that I think they gave away in an earlier Twitch campaign, uh, they are all very helpful and they'll get you leg up on uh the difficulty yeah so uh but i'm I'm excited that they're still concentrating on the game and still putting new stuff because i think you and i both thought like the 16th expansion was going to be the last one and i think is this the 18th now or something or the 17th i think we're up to 18 now yeah so i uh it, it is surprising that they they still put so much into it um especially when you consider you know you think they'd be working on a new game but apparently that's happening as well because mm-hmm. Sean Murray has started teasing it and Kotaku has already told him to stop talking because he's hyping it up too much yep. <laughs> so we'll see we'll see again like the the trick is though like i did with no man's sky and why I don't have a problem with it, I never bought into the hype in the first place. Yeah, S- see through the hype machine, and it'll uh, t- level your expectations, and you you won't have that problem. So the other game that uh, that is a great success story and a redemption story, and you've been talking about is Final Fantasy fourteen. So what's going on? What's sure. the latest in Final Fantasy fourteen? So they just released a patch um, that continues the main scenario quest, which is pretty typical of, of Final Fantasy XIV. They have a, a three to four month patch cycle where they put out regular story content. What makes this particular one unique um, is that, remember, in Endwalker, this latest expansion, they wrapped up the overarching storyline that's been running ever since you know 1.0. Um, so they really tied up all the loose ends, and they didn't leave a lot of – there was a few things that kind of left uh, – uh, open open doors on but now this patch was to start what comes next mm-hmm. and where might the story go from here um and there was some really good teasers in it too i don't want to say too much i mean i feel like those that are uh hypersensitive on spoilers for 14 have probably already played it but i will just say a character is unofficially introduced meaning his name is never shown but if you pay attention to final fantasy lore you absolutely know who it is and it's very exciting stuff. Mm-hmm. So uh, it, it's it's another. I'll say this: it's crossover 
with another Final Fantasy title, and it could be very, very, very interesting. So very excited to see where it goes from there. Uh, and I noticed in chat, uh, we have Gadats in chat. Mm-hmm. Sorry if I said that wrong. Says the PvP is so good now too, and that I'm here. I haven't tested for myself yet, but I have heard that PvP um, uh, feels a lot better. That the uh, the new crystal battle, I forget the name of it, um, is kind of a more short burst kind of PvP, whereas the old battlefields would take 15, 20 minutes. And mm-hmm. this is something that runs a lot faster and tighter and is is a lot of fun. But awesome. I have yet to explore it myself because No Man's Sky to start is just. Just started decided to start a Twitch drop campaign yep. the same weekend that six point one patch came out. So just so so what you can do is you just have the No Man's Sky tag up so the the drops go and then then you just play Final Fantasy fourteen and everybody unsubscribes yeah. because they're upset at you. Well, I, I don't want to get a slapping from Twitch yeah. for running in the wrong category. I suppose I should play by the rules there. Yeah. I will also, just to be open, because I know I talk a lot of positive stuff about 14 because I love the game, but I will say uh, they are continuing to have difficulty when it comes to the housing situation. Um, mm-hmm. Not sure what technical limitations from 1.0 is stopping them from having a completely instanced sort of housing thing, um, but they're limited on the amount of housing that they can do, and apparently the lottery got bored. So they did this whole housing lottery for a very limited another uh, number of houses and it got borked um a lot of people uh were ha- like like you would have these drawings that happen where nobody won um so square is having to apologize for that and try to fix that situation and honestly the housing situation has kind of just been a mess from the beginning but it's one of those things where i feel like the technical limitations of the 1.0 game that 14 was essentially rebuilt around have been holding them back in some capacities and this is one of them they've tried to do things like here's an apartment and the apartments are are unlimited but that's not good enough for some of the hardcore fans who want to rp uh in a you know uh dance party club with the hot tub in their basements while they stream that on Twitch. Yeah. I, there, there's so much that can be said about art, art imitating life between the, the, the housing situation in game and, and but I'm not going to go there. I am not going to go there. Uh, what else are you going to be talking about on orange launch radio tonight? Uh, other than talking about maybe we're going to see the new addition to your household. Uh, that's, that's up to him if he comes in here or not. But if you've been following my personal channel at Rob Roberts or my Twitter, I'm sure you know what we're talking about, but we'll see. We'll see. We'll, we'll hope for the best. Uh, my understanding is he's exploring downstairs right now though, which hasn't happened a lot this week. He's only been down there one other time. So he may stay stay down there during the show. We'll see, but, uh, we'll talk about this. We're going to talk about, um, Capcom is going to be releasing a second arcade stadium as opposed to just adding more DLC to the first, but, um, okay. It's an interesting, uh, 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 way to do it. We'll talk a little bit about that. And um, we'll talk about another kind of big story for the industry is that the auto renewal of premium subs uh, everywhere. We heard about this happening on Microsoft's platform a while back. This was kind of re-examined and assessed. Sony and Nintendo both making similar moves this week. And we'll talk about kind of why that's happening and what that might mean for the industry tonight. All right. Orange Launch Radio is up next. Thanks so much, Rob. Thanks as always, Bobby. So uh, that is it for me. I will be back next Sunday night, 8 p.m. Eastern, 5 p.m. Pacific, right here at the Voice Geeks Network Twitch channel, twitch.tv slash Network. Come join us and interact with the show directly. You can also find us on our Discord server, vognetwork.com slash Discord, or I am on Twitter at Bobby Blackwolf. 
Uh, and uh, sometimes I even post there during the week. I, I was actually kind of quiet this week. There's there's stuff that's been going on in my personal life. Everything's fine. Uh, but uh, been kind of concentrating on that rather than uh, being active on social media. So uh, that's that's usually a good thing. Uh, if you like the show, tell a friend. If you hate the show, tell an enemy. I don't care. Just tell someone. The show is not for everybody, but it may be for somebody who does not know about it yet. But we would not be able to make all this work without the help of the chatters who go above and beyond. And we did have a hype train. We had a small hype train earlier tonight so thank you so much we uh which encouraged people and gave out emotes for people who subscribed gifted subscriptions or or, uh cheered some bits so fifth dream resubscribed thank you so much and uh johnny woofi uh resubscribed as well hope you have a lot of fun at combo breaker johnny woofi did say that they are not entering a game this time they're not actually entering a competition but i'm sure there's going to be free play uh you're gonna you're gonna you're gonna break some combos you're gonna break at least one combo at some point uh, and, and I hope you enjoy it when you do go out there. SJ and Matt cheered 100 bits as part of the hype train and Mike Deft resubscribed. Thank you so much, uh, for all of that. Uh, so yeah. And, uh, uh, yeah, we had a little mini train tonight, little, little mini mine train, which was the name of an old roller coaster at the Six Flags over Georgia. That was the only roller coaster I would ride as a kid. I'm going to hit the button. So I don't go into, like, Six Flags reminiscing because nostalgia is a hell of a drug. Thank you so much, and I'll see you next week. Hopefully pirates won't attack me in the next week. Bye. A winner is you. The views and opinions expressed are those of the hosts, guests, and callers only and are not necessarily the opinions of the Vogue Network, people who need to hire new voiceover guys, or your mom, although if Bobby said it, it really should be. This has been a production of Bobby Blackwolf Studios.